Amen. You know, today is Mother's Day and I want to speak, uh, on, on, I, I want to take a, a Bible character, all right, um, in, you know, of a, of a woman, all right. Uh, it's not just because it's Mother's Day, but I really feel that even as I was preparing for this, I, I, you know, as, as we read the, through the Bible, we always tend to see that, you know, there's a lot of um, men that God uses, so I begin to ponder, I say, God, you know, it's, yes, there's a lot of the mention of men being used by God, but how about the women? So the thing is this, that I always believe this, that women are not God's alternative in His plans and purposes. Women are not plan B. So you've got to understand that, you know, women are not plan B. Just as much as God uses men, God also uses women throughout the, you know, throughout the history of mankind. You know, God has placed different men at different dispensation, different timeline in human history. God has also placed women in different dispensation and different timeline in fulfilling His purposes. Even from the very beginning of mankind, God said, it is not good that man should be alone. You know, a lot of times when we read that, we always think about marriage. But God has a far greater purpose just beyond just a man and a woman to come together. Because the purpose is this, that God said that I will make a helper comparable to him. So in other words, the woman is not an inferior being. In fact, a helper means someone that stands alongside, someone's comparable to the man. So even from the very beginning, Eve was to be the partner that Adam needed in his life and also in God's plan. Women play a very important role in God's purposes and mankind. Amen? So I want, to, I want all of us to turn to the book of Genesis. And we want to look at the life of a woman by the name of Sarah. Everybody said Sarah. If you read your Bible properly, you will find that Sarah was the only woman in the Bible that has her name changed by God. There were instances of men whose names being changed by God. Abraham to Abraham, Jacob to Israel, and so on and so on, alright? But Sarah was the only one from Sarai to Sarah. So in, in Genesis chapter 17, verse 15, let's turn to that this morning. Alright, it says this, Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. In verse 16, And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and, he, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall be from her. So just as much as Abraham was to be the father of many nations, so Sarah was equally as important. She was to be the mother of all nations. You see, God never shows favoritism. But why the change of name was important? Because she was to enter into a different role. Her name, Sarai, would no longer be exclusively for her family. But now... You know, the, the, the whole thing is this, that the, the word Sarai is, you know, when I did some Hebrew study, the word Sarai, the name Sarai means my princess. But the word Sarah means princess. So if you think through about it, it's this, if you think through, 
this, that, you know, my princess is very personal. It's exclusive to the family. But the name Sarah, which means princess, now she becomes bigger than her family. So, her name, her role, have changed from a family to a future of a nation called Israel. She had a promise from God that she would be a mother of nations. But she did not begin with a promise. You see, when we read, we have the benefit of knowing her entire life story. But for her, if you were in her time, let's look at what the Bible talks about of her when she first entered into the scene. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 29 to 30, it says this, Then Abraham and Nahor took wives. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Ishka. But Sarai was barren. She had no child. This description of her was not a very nice first impression. Am I right? Because she entered and said she was introduced as someone without, or rather someone who is barren. Friends, always remember this. The description is in the present, but your destiny is in the future. A promise of God bridges your present to your future. So even though she started off being barren, and when she received the promise that she was to be a mother of nations, she, would, she didn't even have a child yet. And in fact, she had to wait another 25 years for Isaac to come into being. So it was a long wait. It was tough. Sarah gave birth to Isaac at the age of 90 or 91. It doesn't make sense, right? 90 years old or 91 years old to give birth. It is impossible in the natural. But today, we thank God for her. It is not that impossible anymore. Because she did it. It was a long wait for her. But nothing is too difficult for God to do. Being old is not an excuse. Hebrews 11 verse 11 describes her as this. By faith, everybody said faith. faith. <coughs> Sarah herself also received strength to conceive, to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. By faith, she overcame the reality of her circumstances. See, friends, faith knows no age. It's not only when you're young and vibrant, that means you fill with faith. But in fact, for her, it was the tail end of her life that the greatest work of God was that very moment when she was 90, 91 years old. Never give up on God's promise for your life. Sarah's promise was a connection to an overall plan of God. Amen? It was not just, the son was not just for her, but for the future of a nation. And even today, we thank God because the seed came forth. And through that lineage came forth Jesus Christ. Amen? So it was an overall plan of God. So don't underestimate what God has promised to you. 
a lot of times when we want a promise from God, we only want to look at ourselves, only what we can, you know, get or what we experience. But I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you this morning, look beyond that. It is not just exclusively for you, but it could be for the future of a nation, the future of generations. Amen? So her life serves as a lesson to all of us. There are three things that we can draw from her life. Number one, one mistake does not conclude your life. We know the story that, you know, she was impatient. But you see, impatience is always a challenge and can cause us to do or to make wrong decisions. While not seeing her promise coming to pass, she asked her maidservant, Hagar, and gave her to Abraham to bear a child. She was thinking for the good of the family. But there's always a difference between good and God. When she put matters into her own hands, that's where some things get messed up. God's timing is always necessary in our lives, no matter how long or how short it is. She made a big mistake, but we need to understand that she did not continue making the same mistake. It is important that no other children was born to Abraham through Hagar. That is something that is very, very crucial because she did not, you know, just you know, take it lightly. She knew it was a mistake and she learned from it. Mistakes don't conclude our lives, but decisions does. So whatever decisions we make today is going to affect our tomorrow. But it's never too late to make the right decisions. Two wrongs doesn't make one right. So don't let mistake conclude your life. All of us have made mistakes before in lives. But what are we doing about it? What decisions are we making about those mistakes? Are we just going to close you know, a blind eye towards it and let it be? Or are we going to do something about it so that we can move forward and into the destiny that God has for us? We thank God that there were no other maidservants. We thank God that Abraham did not bear any other children except with her that Isaac came forth, the son of promise. So when God promised us something, don't let impatience Influences, Because if we become impatient, we can make a lot of wrong decisions or wrong choices in life. All of us, we wish that when God promised, it will happen then, then. You know, we want a healing. Oh, God heal me and we want it just like that. We want a breakthrough and we, we expect God to do it then, then. You know, sometimes we come to church expecting that after church, I receive that miracle or that what? But I tell you what, there's something that's far more greater in the plan of God, in the overall purposes of God, than what you desire for that very moment. Yes, she needed a child. That promise was that it was an important promise that she would be a mother of, men, of nations. It's important. But the thing is this, don't take matters into your own hands. If it's of God, then let it be of God. Amen? Number two, this is good. Number two, you are never too old to be tested by God. God tests us anytime, whether He does it early, midway, or tail end. But make sure we pass. 
Never have the mindset that God will leave you to have it easy at the last lap of your life. There are no retirement age in God's plans. Don't think that we can sail into the sunset of our lives just having things easy and let the younger ones be tested. Abraham and Sarah was a good example. They were good example, examples of being tested no matter how old they were. Even Sarah herself did not believe that God would fulfill His promise at her age. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 10 to verse 12, he says this, and he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. <coughs> now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, after I've grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? You see, friends, she did not believe. But you see, she was not tested. This, was, this did not come when she was young. But it was way past her childbearing age. And say, by this time next year, you're going to have a child. You see, friends, she laughed. It was sensible for her to laugh because she knew her body. She knew herself. She knew her husband. It was impossible. But you know what? We thank God that God's promise is not dependent on age. Amen? And she passed this time. To bear a child at 90, 91 years old is unthinkable. But you see, friends, it's so important that we need to understand that it doesn't mean you pass a certain age, God is going to leave you be. You know, our church is filled with young people, but it doesn't mean that God only tests the young people. He tests every believer. Not just only the young, but also the old. And if you think that your life is going to be a life at this juncture to enter into that retirement plan, I want to tell you, I want to burst your bubble this morning, that God will still do it, no matter how old you become. So therefore, set a good example to those that come after us. Amen? Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you will never be too old. Amen? I always tell this to people, we don't retire, we only expire in the plans of God. I want to be used by God even to the very last moments of my life. If need be, if God tests me, in those times I want to be found faithful. I don't want to try to find a way to hide in the shadows so that God will bypass me. But I can tell you this. 
it will not happen if we think that we can escape. God tests us, no matter how young, how old we are. And third point is this, turn doubt into faith. Is it okay to doubt? Yes, it's okay to doubt, but don't stay doubting. Her moment in God's plan was not just bearing a son to Abraham. You know, when we talk about Sarah, we only think about Isaac. But in her life, there was moments that led her to those moments or that moment. She was there when God told Abraham to leave the unknown, to the unknown. When God spoke to Abraham, leave your home country and go to the place that I tell you. She was there and she followed. When they came to Egypt, Abraham was afraid because she was beautiful and she told Sarah to, to lie that says that, you know, she's not, that she's not his wife but his sister. Because Abraham was afraid that the people might kill him and, and, you know, take the wife. But thank God God intervened, right? And you know what? She obeyed him even though she was risking her life. She was there. And then all throughout those moments, she was there, she was seeing it through with Abraham. It's important for us to understand that her moment is not just with Isaac, all right, becoming Sarah and then just having Isaac. But in her whole entire life, she was there being that partner to Abraham. Faith is not just a thing in a moment in time, but a series of events that builds our faith. God turned her laughter of doubt to laughter of amazement. This is what God can do in our lives. You know, we doubt. You know, all of us, we doubt at times, right? Is it okay to doubt? Yes. But don't stay doubting. We got to look beyond that. And when, we, when in moments like that, look back at your life. In those series of, of events in your life that helped you through, that's built your faith. It's going to carry you on through to pass that doubting stage and, and to be able to add something more to your belt. That you will begin to, to understand that God has so much in store for you than what is in the present. What God has promised, He will fulfill. It's never too late. It's never too late to believe in Him. It's never too late to hold on to Him. It's never too late to see it come to pass. At 1991, she gave birth to Isaac. And she, she, she lived until 115 or so. So she managed to see Isaac grow up to be that young man. I thank God that it did not, it was not like after she gave birth, she, she passed. You understand what I'm saying? But she saw for the next two decades or so, 
the promise every day in front of her. That is how good God is in our lives. You know, a lot of times when we have a promise from God and we see that promise fulfilled, we forget it. And then we look for the next promise. But let me tell you what, friends. Isaac was a promise for her every day for the next two decades or so in her life. Every day, the impossibility was made possible in flesh in front of her. That's how good God is in our lives. So friends, I want to encourage you. It's never too late. It's never too late to turn to Him. What has God promised you? What has God been speaking to you? Don't give up. It may not have come to pass yet. But you know what? God's timing is definitely beyond our understanding. And His timing is always perfect. And Isaac had to come in that moment in time to fit into the overall plan of God. Because nothing can thwart the plan of God in your life. So friends, I want you to know this. If God can do it in Sarah's life, God can do it in your life. I want to encourage us, every one of us, whether you're young, you're old, this morning here in this place, let us continue on being God's instrument. Let us continue on being willing before God. And don't just sit down and thinking that life is just going to be like, okay, I'm just going to settle down and just let it be easy at the end of it all. You know, this morning, I got up early, really early, and I sat down and began to pray. And one thing that came to my, my heart, my spirit is this. I really felt God say to me this. Ryan, don't be an auto-cruise Christian. Don't be an autopilot Christian. I sat down, I was thinking, God, what do you mean? Autopilot, auto-cruise? What's that? I only know that, you know, from cars or, or aeroplanes. I... God says, it's so easy for you to just let things just go by in your life with me and hoping that there's no test going to come, no challenges going to come, and you just want to just stay where you are and then come to the end of your life and then you say, I finished the race. And God says it's not going to be that way. Christians are not meant to be on, to, on auto cruise or autopilot. And this picture came to mind. It's like, you know, the moment of our lives, the events or, 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 or circumstances that, that we have overcome, that have defined us, that our faith was built, our faith, you know, rose up and we overcame that and we were like victorious. But then, you know what? Instead of moving forward, we begin to move backwards. And in our Christian life, we hope that we will get there again. As, you know, maybe to just get as close. You know how far there is 
that God, from what God has intended for us. We are meant to grow from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Friends, our life in Christ is not like a graph that goes up and then after a while, you know, the tail end of our lives, we just settle down. We, we, we won't be at the same level where we have started. It should be upward all the way until we see our Creator and our Maker. Friends, don't settle for auto-cruise Christianity. I believe God has so much for every one of us, whether you're young or whether you're old. If you're young, I tell you what, it's such a blessing because you get used to being tested early. After a while, it becomes strength in your life. But if you're getting older, just like me, the danger is, don't think, I just enter into auto-cruise mode and then retire. I'm praying. This morning I pray, I say, God, let the remainder of my life be even more than what it was in the earlier part of my life. Let it be even a greater depth of the reality of my relationship with you. If it may be that I have to be tested, may I come forth through that fire as gold. And I pray and I say, God, help me. Let your grace be upon my life. But I don't want to stay where I am and just let it be autocruise. It's got to be more than what it is. So I want to encourage us. Don't look for easy. Because I believe the second half of our lives is not going to be easy. But it's going to be exciting. It's going to be tough. But it's going to be good. Amen. So please, turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, don't retire in God. There's no such thing, friends. You can't come to God and say, God, I want to retire from you. No such things. But there's so much more. There's so much more. Amen. So this morning, why not? So every one of us, are we ready? Ask ourselves, are we ready for a new challenge? Are we ready for a new encounter? Because Sarah, at the age of 90-91, man, it was a turning point. She only saw Isaac. She did not see Isaac's children. She only saw Isaac. But that was enough. And the Bible told us this in the New Testament, by faith, she judged God faithful. She did not just receive a son, but she received a destiny. Friends, God has a destiny for us, every one of us here. No matter how young, how old you are, 
Friends, are we ready for the next chapter of an adventure, of a challenge with God? Amen? Hallelujah. So I don't know about you. But I'm going to look forward to it. It's going to be amazing. Amen? Friends, this morning we're going to pray together even as a church. I believe this message is not just only for a group of people. I believe it's for every one of us. And I pray that God will bring that revelation to you in your life. We need to, we just need to keep on going. Going from strength to strength, faith to faith, glory to glory. Hallelujah. Father, we know you have never called it easy for us. Lord, if we have any notion in our lives, oh God, to think that as we grow older, things are going to get easier. Lord, we pray change that mindset, oh God. And help us to look forward. Though our strength may wane, but let not our spirit wane, O God. Lord, we thank you that Sarah was such an example. Even at the age where impossibility surrounds her, Lord, you made it possible by her faith in you, O God, that her circumstances were just few for what you did, O Father, in her life. So Lord, I pray for every one of us here, whether we are young or old, help us not to shy away from a challenge in our walk with you, O God. Lord, we pray that the second half of our lives is going to be far more glorious than, the, than before, O God. Lord, your word promises the glory of the latter days is going to be greater than the former. Father, we know if the glory is going to be greater, which means the challenge is going to be greater. So help us, Lord, not to employ an easy Christianity, not to employ an autocruise or autopilot Christianity. Help us not to lose the sense of all of who you are and your plans and your purposes in our lives, O oh God. So Lord, we pray, be with us. Speak to us the way that only you can. Lord, we know, Holy Spirit, that you know each and every one of us is here in this place. You know where we are. You know our hearts. You know the circumstances that surround us. Father, we pray that we will not use all as an excuse for our lives. But we will press on and we will press on. So Lord, we thank you, O God. So Lord, we pray, be with us. Help us to grow even greater depth with you, O Father, in our understanding and our experience with you, in knowing who you are. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.